Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by author John Harvey. Uh, he's, um, yeah, he's also Count Binface. Well, there you go. Fans of politics and by-elections. Mm. But uh, sort of comedy writer and performer. Uh, and also a very moving book about um, a kind of sporting odyssey following the death of his brother. So yeah. uh, we chatted to John, it was an interesting chat. Um, we brought you some Clips of the Week pewter from 2004. We did. And we chatted about the charity show and some of the talk, new rules. That's right, we did a bit of that. All sorts of stuff went on. So uh, here it all is. Five minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon. I was just getting the Lauren James effigy ready, but it's okay, we went through. That's right. So okay, I didn't have to. Yeah, didn't let's have not to have any. It. We don't want any effigies, thank you very much. You know, it wasn't, wasn't her finest hour. She'll be the first no, to admit that. The trouble is pity. now, she could miss the rest of the tournament. I know. It's because really it's quite shame. possible FIFA, because it was violent conduct, could stick a couple more games on it. Um, I know. Yeah, no, I, I only saw bits of the match. It did sound from all the reports as if England were a bit fortunate to go through, but, you know. Yeah, they didn't create a great deal. I mean, Nigeria were excellent. The coach did yeah. an amazing Hit job. Hit the bar, didn't they, twice? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the first one was uh, was uh, a great shot that cannon off to our second one sort of looped up from a header. But um, the coach just did a really good number on in England. You know, he, he really got it sorted out and they kept Lauren James quiet, which is probably why yeah, she, she got so frustrated yeah. because she was shackled. Ooh. But anyway, the yeah. important thing is in tournament football to find a way to win. Um, and we did. So we'll chat to Faye about that. And uh, it's probably like Jimmy, to be Jamaica or Colombia next time out. So we'll uh, we'll find out what England are up against. Looks like Australia are going to go through against Denmark. Yeah, they're two Sam Kerr up. warming up for her first action in the World Cup. 2-0 so up against... They'll take the, some yeah. beating. Talking of Chelsea strikers, or ex-Chelsea strikers, mm. really. <coughs> Havertz, Kai Havertz, once again convinced another coach to pick him over a real striker. What is well, it? I, it's like, it's I like th- he's got a spell on them. I think, I think it's because be, he's tall. To be fair, Andy, that was injury-related. I don't think he yeah, would have started... Why not pick if, He's a yeah, much better striker. I Honestly, I see he's wearing, still wearing his lucky number 29. <laughs> no great surprise. I saw bits and pieces of the community shield, Andy. Big chance, the second chance. Yeah, honestly, was so him. That's just 
That's what he is. He's I mean, just... I suppose Arsenal fans would say, well, he won't be playing there for most of the season. I'm sure no, Arteta has a plan. They do get... I think the thing about Arsenal, they've always got carried away with themselves, you mm. know, over this period. They're a really great side. They're going to do well. But the idea that Arteta's saying it doesn't get better than this, you think, come on, mate. You well, I hope it does. Well, we're really, really lucky to actually win that thing. First of all, City are useless at penalties. Mm. I don't think they ever practice them. I think Pep thinks to himself... We won't well, need he, he doesn't watch them, so maybe yeah. that well, He did watch them yesterday, but he's so nervous. I think that transmits itself to the players. Yeah. And it, they don't practice them because I think his theory is we're never going to need them because we're so good. <laughs> I think there must be something like that because they're useless at penalties. Yeah. So, you know, but in the match, Arsenal, you know, City were by far the better team, I thought. You mm. know, they totally deserved to win. So the idea that somehow, you know, this proves that Arsenal can beat a top team, can beat City, I think, well, you know, steady on, because really, if yeah. you analyse the match, I think City were the better side. And they were pretty, usually, as they are, as are at this time of the year, pretty undercooked. Mm. Oh, Matt's got those. He's the gift that goes on giving. He's our, our, our friend and Arsenal <laughs> supporter and uh, yeah. football analyst. Yeah. That's the excuse for the goal, apparently, for Timber, because he misplaced pass. Yeah. But he said the goal underlined how well he played right. before that. He, is, he did look good, though, <laughs> no, I thought. He I thought he looked really good, yeah. He looks like he's Howard pretty good Webb, business. This is the best one. Howard Webb has singled out Mikel Arteta for has treatment he really? this year. Yeah, apparently. Because that's the way Howard always works. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Brilliant, isn't okay, it? well, expect more of that during the season. Good old Matt. Yeah. What are you going to do? He knows do? we love him. Uh, anything else, Andy? You said yes, you had loads of stuff. Well, I don't set me up to fail. No, there's, I'm not going to. <laughs> you'd love to do that. No. I've got loads. But yeah. look, I've got pages, pages of it. Pages of it. I, the, whether you can find any of it is another <laughs> thing. really a matter of... That is the thing, really. But we're doing our extra podcast later, so hopefully I'll put a lot into that. Oh, OK, fair <laughs> enough. Yes, good. Anyway, there's a new taco restaurant. I was reading about new restaurant openings. Mm. It's a taco restaurant. Let's see what it's called. It's called Taco Taco. That's so, blimey, they've yeah, put a lot of work into that, have they? It's co-owned by Chelsea winger Hakim Ziyech. Really? So apparently, even after a full busy Shouldn't service... Shouldn't it be called Tiki Taco or something like that? <laughs> could be, that wouldn't could that be, be really. better? Even after a full busy service, all the waiters were around looking really miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining Hattie in the brainstorming <laughs> meeting saying, OK, we're going to open the taco restaurant. What are we going to call it? Taco... <laughs> Taco. Yeah, that's it. Taco, I mean, taco. I, you know, I just said taco. I was trying to think. No, let's call it Taco Taco. And uh, Jorginho, he's got involved in Colin business. Bell had his own taco restaurant, of course, many years ago. It his chain, didn't it? <laughs> Do remember that? Taco Bell. Back, yeah, you haven't got to say it, Andy. Well, no, got I, this, you, I had to think it. I, think it, it I was thinking Bell I Taco. Th- I had to think. great, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? I had to think about it. I had to think about it. Well, okay. I won't be the only one. People will be out what? there going, now, oh, yeah, Taco Bell. I've got the listeners a couple of things for the... Thank uh, goodness Andy mentioned it. I've got a couple of things for the <laughs> listeners, um, okay. one of which is, did you see Duncan Watmore? Um, and Millwall played Borough. Mm. And uh, Duncan has gone to uh, Millwall, has he? and he was substituted. Oh, right. And as as he went off, he started walking towards the Borough dugout. Yeah, he would do <laughs> muscle memory. We call that a Ron Atkinson. <laughs> yes, muscle memory. Um, mm. And he did laugh, and it got a big laugh from his mm. new teammates, and and indeed his old ones. So uh, that was good. But we just wondered. I mean, we've had stories in the past from the listeners that generally drink has been taken. I went back to my old house yeah. and banged on the door at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Wondered good. why the keys didn't work. So we're looking for a few of those muscle memory stories. I'm sure you've got a few war stories in the what more envelope. So uh, do let us know this mm. afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or tweet to TS. 
H and J. Andy. Yeah, I'm saying that Jorginho is back to new trading app apparently, and uh, I don't know if the business is subject to a very slow sideways growth. Oh, it's quite possible. <laughs> it's possible. There was a story today that he might want out from Arsenal because he's he's struggling to settle in North London. I mean, really? how does it differ that much from West London? Not that different. <laughs> he didn't have any struggle. <laughs> I think he's going to play West a lot, London, I thought he? they were going to sell Partey, but he looks like he's staying. So yeah. You know, it's it's. I'm not sure he'll play that much, but then Arsenal need a lot of players, so we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, we do we have any TV formats for Toulon's uh, David mm. Ribbons, <laughs> who's yeah. in the England uh, squad? We'll talk to Freddie Burns about that uh, a little <laughs> bit later on. But David, I mean, apart from cut to ribbons, Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah, I mean, I suppose he could go and play Planetly, couldn't he, I suppose? Um, so yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, let us know this afternoon. We are looking for some uh, some TV formats for Dave Ribbons as well as the What More Muscle Memory moments. We both watched the netball. Yeah, I did watch the netball. I just, <laughs> come on, England. Well, that yeah. was an absolute disaster. Yeah. They were... Um, I don't know what I'm been... looking at when I watch netball, really. I don't really... I sort of get the game. It's a but pretty simple game, isn't it? It sort of is. Like, yeah, it's a bit like basketball, but they can't move. Once they're under the net, it's that uncontested shot, isn't yeah. it? Once you're in situ to shoot, no one can get you, near you. It you shouldn't really me. ever miss, but they do. But the Aussies were good, you know. Yeah, they just, it they seemed didn't like make they outplayed us. Didn't yeah. make any mistakes. They they had a lot were... of pressure on I, I watched girls. it because um, we've had Jeeva Mentor on the show a couple mm. of times. And obviously it'd been nice to see England win a tournament. Mm. And they'd beaten them in the group stage, so I thought... You know they'll they'll be all right, but uh, yeah, that was her last ever game. She retired from the game after that. Yeah, they, they did well to get to the final. They so. did. They seemed very happy with the, the silver medals. That's the I'm sure of... Roy Keane would say that's half the problem. Yeah. That's so it. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, anyway, the end of watching netball for a bit. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's your netball out of the way to the Commonwealth <laughs> Games, Andy. Um, so uh, we are going to talk uh, women's football though, and uh, the win over Nigeria for England. Earlier on, yes, it was. Uh, they had to tough it out and find a way with ten players. We'll get the thoughts of our uh, women's football correspondent and England correspondent, Faye Crothers, very shortly popping in to see us. Yeah, Freddie Burns on uh, Steve Borthwick's squad. Of course, Freddie played under Steve at Leicester. Um, bit of a little bit of controversy around the squad. One or two notable absentees, but we'll get Freddie's thoughts on that. And Sam Parkin joins us. The EFL kicked off at the weekend. And one or two of the managers having their say about the extended times of games, the amount of injury time and the amount of yellow cards that were being handed out. There is going to be a bit of a bending in period while everybody mm. gets used to this. And a number of the managers were not happy. So we'll chat to Sam about that and some of the surprises of the weekend as well. Uh, plus, Andy Brassel joins us later on. Any players from around Europe you've been linked with you'd like to know more about, talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. But, uh, yeah, Fake Rothers with us uh, in a few moments' time. I think we're going to catch up with Jeff Peters as well, the Australia-Denmark game, but uh, we'll do that very shortly. We can too. It's currently 2-0 to Australia, and there's only five minutes of normal time left, so you'd bank on them making it. But we'll yeah. get an update from Jeff as we chat to Faye in a few moments. We're here with Toolstation. Uh, you can conquer any job with Toolstation's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it is Paul Hawksby and Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport, where in the second hour of the show we'll be joined by our European football expert, Andy Brassel. We'll be mm. finding out more about West Ham's Declan Rice uh, replacement, incoming from Ajax. Mm. We'll also wonder why it didn't work for Donny van der Beek in the Premier League, and lots of other stuff. As we said, any questions for Andy, if there's players that could be heading to your club, uh, in whichever league... Um, 
do uh, let us know. We'll put your questions to him if they're European play. You don't know a great deal about talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TS H and J. We'll have some clips of the week pewter a little bit later on. But um, I was telling you earlier on that our next guest is a Brackley Town fan, and uh, just some rudimentary research <laughs> told me that was hopelessly wrong. The producer has been on the lash in um, Belfast for three days. <laughs> Poor man. And he's, he's now sent me a little map. He said they are quite close together, saying you can get from one club to the other in 20 minutes. Well, that's true of Tottenham and Arsenal. <laughs> but I don't think you should lump the two no. in together, John. Um, anyway, our next guest is a Banbury United fan, proudly. And he's also a comedian touring next year. It's Matt Bragg. Good afternoon, Matt. Apologies. Afternoon, mate. That is one of the most offensive things that anybody has ever said about me. <laughs> I mean, do you, is it like them lot down the road, Brackley? Do you get, is it, is, are they kind of a, are they a, a club that you don't get on with? Oh, yeah, big time, yeah. Well, in that league... Most of the other clubs tend to be about 300 miles away because we're in the National League North. So anyone within a sort of 30-mile radius is going to be a rival. Yeah, it's quite controversial, that, isn't it, the way they decide who's in yeah. the South and who's in the North. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it seems... I think it's got to do with, like, with the clubs that are already there. So if you come into it um, and there's kind of more Northern clubs than Southern, you find yourself lumped into one of the other leagues. But... You know, when the when the clubs are making a great deal of money, you've got all those extra travel expenses and for the fans as well. It's not easy, is it? No, it's not. Although, to be fair, I think even <clears> if we were in <throat> the south sort of part of the division, it's still, you know, you're looking at like Devon, Cornwall, it, it's still miles away. So I think we're so central that actually like regionalised football suits us less than a, than a non-regionalised league would, which is unusual. Now, you may have gone for Brackley's result. I think they got a draw of the weekend, but um, um, you, you didn't, unfortunately, did you? It was um, You were you were beat, weren't you, I understand? Yeah, it, it depends which uh, which half you're looking at. The first half, we were pretty good. <laughs> Sound like the manager. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, second half, we just sort of fell. It was nil-nil at half-time, and then just, just fell apart second half, and it, was, it ended 3-0, but... It's sort of expected because we had that real non-league thing of losing 90% of our squad in the summer because mm. we maybe overperformed for half of last season. We had some really good players and, uh, you know, fair enough, they've gone on to, to play full-time football, which is great for them. But, yeah, it's been a bit of a rebuild. Why why Banbury? Is that, you kind of always live around that part of the world and they're just your local club, simple as that? Yeah, yeah, just born there born there and it's uh, yeah on my doorstep so I moved away for a few years but it's good to be back now and be able to go every week well as much as I do you have another club do you have a Premier League Mm. club that you follow or not yeah well I was I was a I still am to a certain degree but a massive Newcastle fan for most of my life yeah and used to kind of go home and away with that and fell off in the Mike Ashley era and then it just kind of got so expensive and I just I, I just thought I couldn't I couldn't be bothered anymore. If I was at home, I'd just go and watch Banbury and then that became like the full-time club. You can come back now. They're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... And I mean, no, it's typical, isn't it? It was it was awful to watch for the entirety of my life and then as soon as they start getting good, I stop going. Now, we speak to many comedians and they come from many different backgrounds, but it's quite unusual for a comedian to have comedy in the blood, but you do. Yeah, it's, it, it's in the bones, Matt, isn't it? 
It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you worked with uh, you worked with my dad. I knew your you? dad, Bobby. Yeah. yeah, he was great. He was a great guy. Uh, sadly, went far too soon. He was um, he was the warm up man on TV, but for many years, he kind of was one of the great warm up men. I mean, he acted as well, but he kind of. It, that became something he, he was really, really good at and nurtured. Sort of people know, like you go and watch a TV recording, folks, and there's there's somebody who comes on before the sitcom starts or the program starts to get everybody in the right mood. And mm. he was just brilliant at it, Matt, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he was. He was amazing, and I, I think it as a job it gets overlooked a lot. Mm. Yeah, it can almost get cheapened, I think, by by a lot of people. But yeah, I mean, when you see someone like him, and there was a lot of people of his generation who was so good at it, and they made it into a you know, like a real art form. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, I think when he, he did Friends when that came to London and he had to do like seven hours. I know, because if there are a lot of delays, then I remember when it was Frank Skinner's This Is Your Life and the warm-up guys were great, but they, there was such a long delay that they, they, they'd run out of they material. Did a, they did an hour at the Palladium, <laughs> and, but they probably were expecting to do about 15 minutes, <laughs> the poor fellas, and they were trying to keep it, but they were really... Struggling at the end. Have you done it yourself, Matt? Have you have you have you given it a go yourself doing that sort of TV warm up stuff? No, I've, I've never done it. I don't know. It, it seems to be. I mean, I think it's always been a bit of a closed shop, and uh, it just it it never came up really. And then I was sort of. I know Dad got. I mean, it's his. He was great at it, but it, I think in a way he might have become a bit stuck doing it because he got good at it, and then I think sort of people reluctant to let him do anything else then mm. so he was a bit trapped by it so i think i don't know whether it was maybe a bit of a blessing to just not get involved now the poster for your your tour i mean there's some uh, ricky's your says classic observational stand-up delivered with effortless style that is a decent endorsement mm. and chort will say jack d with frank skinner wrapped in a mods fashion sense so <laughs> high praise indeed yeah, yeah, it's really nice. And Ricky, you know, Ricky's been great. I've supported him a few times this year and, and back end of last year as well. He's been brilliant. But yeah, it's nice uh, nice to get some good quotes like that. And you're obviously big in Scandinavia because you're going on a bit of a... I see you're going a bit of a... You're all going on a European tour, uh, aren't well, you? I see. Yeah, we, I mean, it's a lovely thing to get asked to do. And I, I really admire the optimism of the promoter. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got tickets left to sell in Banbury at the minute, and <laughs> Helsinki's not looking good. <laughs> Paris, the Apollo <laughs> Theatre in Paris, you're wow. playing. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be a lonely old night, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> we just had the story last week, and we have the, the Edinburgh Act that uh, had one person in the audience, and everybody's been telling their war stories from... Mm from uh, shows Apparently of the she'd done this before. Well, I, I don't know. It all feels that suddenly... It, it's into, the backlash has started, <laughs> which feels a bit... It has bit, been a bit of a backlash. A bit tight on it. But, um, but yeah, have you been there? I mean, are you, are you half expecting to be there in Oslo or, or Harlem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there plenty of times. And I think it's just, it's just sort of par for the course, really, isn't it? You, you have to kind of suck it up. And I imagine it will happen at some of these European shows. But... Oh, thankfully, I had the my Instagram kind of went mad a few weeks ago. I put a few clips out, and that seems to have grown the audience. So I have actually got a few people who were going to come to the European shows. I think so. Hopefully, it won't be too bad. That's good. Yeah. It'll be a good. It'll be, look, it'll be a great experience. Just working different different audiences like that uh, will be will it be interesting. But then you've got plenty of gigs. Yeah, some top um, places as well. The next right. year, yeah, you're going to be in uh, Copenhagen, Oslo, Stockholm, Helsinki. 
Paris and Harlem. And next year, you're going to be all around the UK, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, all over the UK. Um, yeah, all the all the big ones. Grimsby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finishing at the Leicester Square Theatre, which is a great venue for comedy. There we are. Nice. Uh, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Newcastle, Banbury, Birmingham, etc. next year. Uh, you find all the information... Uh, on social media um, at, Matt, at Matt Bragg Comedy um, and tickets at livenation.co.uk. You can click through from uh, Matt's Twitter feed. And uh, just a final one on Banbury United. Where, what do you reckon this year, Matt? Where are you going to finish? It's really hard to say. I, I personally would be really happy if we can just stay up again <laughs> and just consolidate. Because we've got it's a brand new team, mm. so I don't know... It's going to take time for it to all come together, I think. And whereas we really came out the blocks last season because um, we just won the league by a landslide and the team was, you know, sort of flying off the back of that. We've not got that this season. So, yeah, I, if we can stay up, I'll be really happy. Nice one. Well, we wish you well with the little European tour. Um, and no doubt we'll catch up with you before uh, your UK gigs. But good to talk to you, Matt. Thanks very much. Great to hear from you, mate. Cheers. There we are. There's uh, Matt Bragg there, the uh, comedian and Banbury United fan. I'm no doubt Charlie will be filling us in on Torquay's return to action mm, when he two, joins. 2-2, two, wasn't it? They're 2-0 up, though. 2-0 up, away from home, you know. But uh, they uh, yeah, put, they were uh, pulled back into a two-all draw against Dover. But anyway, I'm sure we'll get chapter and verse on that. He, he sounds very optimistic still, but Charlie with me tomorrow. Before that, Andy Brassel is going to join us, European football expert, looking at some of the big stories, some of the transfer stories as well. All around Europe. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy, what have you noticed? You I've got some about? royal sports news. Oh, tremendous. Yes. yes. The King, as chieftain, this afternoon, that's yesterday, attended the Highland Games at John O'Groats. Wow. I think it's a long, bigger way day for Lands End Rovers. <laughs> that's a long way to go for their fans, especially on the coach, isn't it? You've been to John O'Groats? I haven't, actually, have you? Oh, been up, yeah, I went up there a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was, obviously it's a, bit nice. a little bit touristy, but it is nice, yeah. yeah. Nice, a very nice spot up in that part of Scotland you should get up there at some point I'll go good okay well (laughs) what time are you leaving then I'll call you a cab there have been some absolutely brilliant texts about women's football in the star yeah are they less than complimentary less than complimentary Dan G writes in he says if the lionesses stop piggybacking off men's football then maybe we would take them more seriously where do they get that from yeah they're the European champions (laughs) it's a bit Mm. odd isn't it really and uh, did you know that 4% of UK grandparents, only 4%, are known as granny or granddad? Okay. Yeah, they, they, just over a quarter had unique names like Nana Teapot. Yes. <clears throat> Nana Teapot. I thought you brought us this story last week, so I'm yeah, I'm wondering whether you're having a bit of a senior moment, Andy, <laughs> oh, yeah. or granddad Teapot, yeah, as I like you know to what call happened? you. I didn't cross it out. That's a bad, <laughs> big mistake by me. I do apologise. No, well, I've got not- a new one for you. Okay, good. We've got okay. some new material. We've got some new material. I've got old, I've got new. Well, you've you got want. a lot. That's I it. Have. Borrowed. And you haven't got any blue, have you? <laughs> no, and I'm not borrowed. I understand either. he does a blue show with Andy Jacobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How is Bob's me. health? Fitbit collars could boost cow's milk productivity as the earth warms. Oh, okay. So the idea of a cow wearing a Fitbit collar, do you do, you do more steps if you've got four legs? Well, they'd all be, all the cows will be standing there saying, <laughs> I haven't got my steps in. What are you walking about for? Well, I know it's going to rain, but I don't want to sit down because I haven't got my steps in. Everyone's tipping Stuart Broad for a knighthood, which, I mean, you know, he's been a wonderful servant to the game. Yeah. But it's interesting that the broadsheet sports like cricket and rugby union they always get more, you're more likely to become a knight, aren't you, than football, for some reason. You, know, you do get the odd football night, but they, they are quite rare. 
Got to win a World Cup, generally. Yeah, no, that is and very even true. Even then, it doesn't count. Did you see Jeff Hurst yesterday? He looks amazing. He looks exactly the same. He looks like he still can play. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know yeah. how that happens. It's he's, amazing. He's aged brilliantly, isn't he? Yes, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. No no problem at all. Uh, what else have we got here? Mm. It's, an ex- it's an extensive list, Andy. Well, brought us. Even some of the old oh, stuff yeah. you're bringing Lynn- back in. <laughs> Lionel Messi's life has been celebrated in a Cirque du Soleil show. Wow, really? I know. What, in Miami? In Miami, yeah. Do the performers spend most of the show sort of aimlessly walking about and then do something really exciting? They do. They do something really like, fantastic. And the idea then, there. Yeah, that's, that's what he's become. But uh, yeah. it's going quite well. He's getting a fair few goals and assists and... Who would have known that he's at that level? He's still he's pretty, pretty tidy. He's pretty brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, so, and yeah, especially that in that level. So. There was a you saw the footage the other day though. Um, he went off. I think he was substituted in a game, and basically most of the stadium cleared yeah, out. Yeah, twenty minutes to go, didn't they? All yeah. left. So you saw that they'd gone there to see him, not necessarily to bad, really. get. But I wonder if some bloke stood up and says, "Where are you all going?" Get behind the lads, or probably in a <laughs> Miami accent. I'd like to think but, that. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this on Saturday night because my friend he, he does like he's a big Spurs season ticket holder. Mm. And he, he likes to beat the traffic, as they say. Yeah, and I said to him with the, the new extended rules. games, you'll be yeah. home before the game finishes. He will be. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> going to be the other thing. All that cheerio, George. See yeah. you in, in a fortnight, old George, who yeah. leaves early. It's normally George, isn't it? Who leaves early every four. You have to have someone called George who leaves with I mean, fifteen if minutes. In, if I've got a lot of work to do or something, I'll, I might. Let, and the, we're losing like it was a lot of last season. I might mm. go on ninety minutes, but now you can't. You, you couldn't. You've you got, could miss fifteen minutes of football. You, you've got to wait could and happen. see what what the. You've got to wait till the board goes up. You know, because yeah. it's going to be ten minutes every time. Isn't no, it? it's going to be it's going to be a, a period of adjustment, mm. as we were saying, Andy. Certainly, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Is that it? Is that well? I've got to you know, I've got to save some of the pod- podcast extra. Don't, let's not short short change the. the to- <laughs> yes, now these are the extra podcasts that we do. If you go along uh, to Apple, you can just click on those. You can get them for free. Give them a try. We do a. The kind of bits and pieces, Andy's mm. crackpot madness, cuttings and stuff that he acquires over a period of time. We do one sort of loosely based on that. Some of it football, some of it sport, some of it not. And we also have a kind of a, a deep dive into a particular uh, sort of personality or, or whatever, a clip special that we do. So you'll get two podcasts mm. and uh, it's two ninety nine a month and you get the two extra podcasts ad-free. And, um, yeah, if you'd like to try that, try it for free. Just kind of click on that link wherever you get your podcasts on this, Apple. This one uh, flummoxed me. Okay. <laughs> it's from Gordon in New Toxeter. Oh, it's a letter, I'll take he it. He writes to the Daily Star. Yes. He says, uh, please get the monotonous tones of Burton Albion commentary team off Radio Derby. <laughs> Tell them they need their own radio station. Yawn. DFC rule. DCFC rule. <laughs> You live in Utoxeter, mate. It's miles from Derby, isn't it? It's not really. It's not that far, Andy. Did you think of looking at a map before you get stuck into that bloke? (laughs) I didn't like it anyway. Racing from Utoxeter? (laughs) Yes, I have been. So, um, yes, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. I thought Utoxeter was in the West Country. Um, We're going to be chatting to, from the Wrexham band, it is the Declan Swans. Michael Hett will be having a little conversation with himself. He's going to be having a chat. (laughs) Is it two miles? Oh, 20 miles. 20 miles, yeah. 20 miles. I mean, the radio waves obviously go that far, Andy. So, uh, what did you think it was? Like Penzance or something? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Let's do a geography quiz with Andy. Oh, it's midway between Burton and Derby. Oh, that's why he's annoyed about it. (laughs) 
Oh, well, you look, you, you, that's your fault for living in New Toxeter, mate. Go and live near Derby. <laughs> Andy, let it go, mate. Let it go. Uh, and uh, we'll be chatting to uh, author and comedy writer uh, John Harvey, and we'll talk a bit of boxing as well in the final hour as AJ looks for a likely opponent with uh, Dillian White having to pull out of their fight at the O2. Uh, so that's all to come. Pork's been Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport with the Toolstation. Get 20% off thousands of trade quality products in Toolstation's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, I was watching with the uh, amazing Collins. hotels last night. Have you ever seen, oh, do you want to go? No, What's right. that? Sorry, Anne. I was watching Amazing Hotels uh, Beyond the Lobby. I don't know if you've ever seen this show. It's uh, Monica Galletti, and it's now with Rob Brinder. But they basically go and visit in a fantastic hotel, one of the world's great hotels, yeah. and they end up working there. It's quite fun, anyway. So they were What sort a, of work do they do there? Do they have a bit kitchen of Kitchen work. Oh, right. All sorts of work. Whatever is involved in running a big hotel, which is quite a lot. You'd be yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah, no. Anyway, the, uh, Rob Rinder was doing a guided walk in rough terrain in the Atlas Mountains. Mm. And everybody in the in the tour, everybody doing it, had walking poles. You know those walking poles? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I saw somebody in Chiswick last week walking down the street with them. So I said to the wife, why don't we get those? They might be good because she has a bit of struggle with her walking. So I think this could be good for you. So I ordered them on the back of that You've thing. ordered so walking poles? Walking poles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they are they arrived? No, they're coming tomorrow, so I'll let you know on Wednesday are you? how we get on with our walking. But I can't see what difference they make. Have you got your own set? I bought a set, Well, yeah. I guess they, they work the arms. It's a bit like a cross yeah. trainer. That's the thing, because she doesn't really move her arms when she's walking, so that's what I think it might help. You, you end up walking a bit like Flash <laughs> Harry from the St. Trinian's films, George Cole. That's one for the teenagers. Good, yeah. So as you walk, <laughs> yeah, yeah. imagine in your head the music. But that's it. I think that gives you a bit of a... And it obviously keeps you stable. 
Yeah, isn't it? Might be good. We'll see. Well, what sort of terrain do you walk on, though? I mean, if, if you're wandering around Lidl with a pair of walking poles, <laughs> yeah, that look a bit odd. Not ideal, is it? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well, Andy, um, walking pole updates we expect on Wednesday, <laughs> and quite possibly pictures. <laughs> Uh, John Harvey's popping in very shortly. He's a big sports fan and uh, Tottenham football fan. He has a new book. It's called A Fan for All Seasons, A Journey Through Life and Sports. Uh, fascinating read. Um, and, uh, well, he went on a something of a sporting odyssey for reasons that will become apparent when John pops into the studio and chats to us very shortly. We are here with our very good friends at Toolstation. Get 20% off thousands of trade quality products in Toolstation's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Clips of the Week, pewter time. We've dusted down some more clips. This mm. April 2004. Hard to believe, isn't it? Yes. And uh, yeah, these are these are sort of curated to an extent, but really they are pretty much warts and all from 2004. We we cannot speak to the quality. The producer is in charge of that. He doesn't normally let us down. But let's crack on, Andy. What's, what are we going to start with? We're going to start with a caller now who happened to be part Italian. Francesco, can I say grazie for that? Yeah, grazie anche a te. Grazie abbraccio e in bocca al lupo. That means good luck to Millwall for the UEFA Cup next season and God bless everybody at TalkSport fantastic station and I hope everybody in football in general enjoyed the FA Cup final today as myself as a neutral supporter uh, we had a great day lovely day the sun was out and everybody had a great day it's obviously a more succinct language <laughs> Italian isn't it you can say a lot in a much Bocca de Lupe's mouth of a wolf isn't it anyway, okay I don't know why he didn't get anywhere there but anyway that's okay fair enough the... Um, here's Graham Beecroft. The Rooney deal, says Nahid, uh, to United would explain Everton's £7 million offer for Alan Smith. Uh, that's a good point, and uh, a point I made when I was asked about uh, that on Friday morning on the Sports Breakfast. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Graham, I wasn't totally listening to that. Honest <laughs> <laughs> gas, Gary Stevens, that was. Formerly a Spurs and Brighton in England. On radio, more honest. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Graham, just not listening to you. <laughs> this is Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues with a question. Because we've already had a call from Ian at Oldham who wants to know, can you sack fish in the close season? Well, it <laughs> feels a bit much, doesn't yeah. it? It depends what sort of length of contract they've yeah, signed. You know, you're done for wrongful dismissal. There's no loyalty in, in the world of fish management anymore, is there, really? You've got to trust the process, give them more time. Um, yes, yeah, so staying with Nigel, here he is chatting to a caller. Not bad at all. I've just done them three nights on my local water. Oh, congratulations. Any success? No, none at all. Okay, <laughs> sounds like a great trip. <laughs> three nights. Just three nights. Didn't catch a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Oh, three. that's all part of it. Three nights is part of the joy, isn't it, of it fishing? Is. Yeah. Uh, this is Mike Perry now. The impressions he does are fantastic. He did one of Kenny Dalgleish. I'm just seeing Kenny Dalgleish on one of our monitors here. Utterly fantastic. Oh, what about his impression of Kenny Dalgleish? Hey, no, hey. Hey, no, hey, hey. it was fantastic. Yeah, I think it was better that than that one. <laughs> Sound like you're doing Kenny Dalglish in Morse code. It's very strange. Uh, this is Alan Brazil now, talking racing. Perfect yeah, ground as well, I think, Matt. I spoke to um, uh, Mr. Mitchell, uh, Phil Mitchell, the other day. Get Phil out of my pub. Yeah, he did. Alan, put a couple of quid on for me. Uh, what's next? Back then? to Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues again. 
And, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing to use. You know, I'd like to think somebody will get pleasure out of my tackle when I'm gone. Dirty boy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we've, we've mined that particular phrase that many times. <laughs> that was one of the original Over ones, the years. That's a particularly good it's one. It's just full of filth, the language of fishing, isn't it? As it is. As yeah. wagglers, etc. Anyway, uh, here's Mike Parry again reading out a text. Alan Kerbishley is an anagram of B. Shankly, I rule. Is that right? Alan Kerbishley is an anagram, get this, Liverpool fans, of B, uh, as in Bill, Shankly, spelt S-H-A-N-C-L-Y, and the new word I, then new word rule. What an omen. It's not K, but sounds the same, says Bill in Wigan. So it's Shankly with a C. It is an anagram as long as you spell it wrong <laughs> and not all the letters are included. <laughs> Fantastic. That Good was. stuff, yeah. Uh, back to Nigel Botherway again with Patrick Kinghorn at the end of Fisherman's Blues. I've had a lovely weekend and I'm going fishing tomorrow. What's, what's your T-shirt? What's on your T-shirt? Nash bait. Is that a brand of bait? Yeah, made by the good people at what, Nash, what I would a imagine. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like somebody might read the news on CNN, though, doesn't yeah. it? Let's get the news now with Nash, Nash Bates. Bates. Yeah. Over to Beaky again. Lampard and Hargreaves have been great, uh, says Mark Hughes from Chatham. Yeah. Sure not the uh, ex Mark Hughes man. No, not the ex Mark Hughes, still very much with us, doing, his, doing the business at Bradford, Bradford. Beaky. <laughs> yeah. And finally, it's Mike Parry treating Alan mm. Brazil to an anecdote about meeting a listener. Could have been, yeah. But anyway, guess what? A bloke going past on his horse suddenly stopped and then came over, came down the pond with me. He'd seen the old truck, you know, which is emblazoned with talks board on it, and he'd actually won a prize in the um, the Nivea face cream competition last week. And he, Can you imagine that? Can you imagine two minutes past five on a, on a Sunday morning, a bank holiday weekend, some chap who happens to be riding past on his horse in a very remote part of the stock, um, Surrey Stockbroker Belt and actually had been a competitor in one of our competitions last week. Anyway, he uh, again said, you're not Alan Brazil, are you? I said, do I look like Alan Brazil? And um, he asked me to pass on his regards to you, so there you go. Mm. <laughs> Alan not massively interested. Not at all. I think he tuned out at that point. Uh, I, I hope Mike doesn't speaking. tell that one on Kate Garraway's show anytime soon. <laughs> Absolutely. So there we are. Well, I quite like them. Did you quite like those? I yeah, did, yeah, 2004, April 2004, that's all, how it all unfolded. We'll squeeze in a few more for you. Uh, the <clears> Clips <throat> of the Week, uh, a new fresh batch will be up on Friday at 3.30, but a lot of that is kind of down to you, our clip spotters. You often yeah. come through for Tremendous. us. Um, so if you do hear a clip on uh, TalkSport over the next few days, please do send it in to us, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089, tweet to TSH&J. As always, we need a day and a time when you heard it go out so we can have a listen back. In those days, I used to get virtually all of these. I had to listen to TalkSport non-stop, which yeah. I still do, of course. Yeah, you would just, I remember overnight you'd, you'd, pick, up, I did, yeah. you'd pick up quite a lot of these. But, I used you to know, set the alarm become, early to get up to listen to Fisherman's Blues. I think once the great uh, army of uh, TalkSport <laughs> listeners joined, in you know we had oh, a, we had a, a big it a relief for me. A, it was a it was a relief <laughs> it was these were your prostate specials overnight they were, weren't yeah, they, they were you tremendous yes yeah, so i was listening to the just a wandering 3 30 in the morning <laughs> put the radio on because you knew you were going to be there for a while that's very true <laughs> <laughs> so you could probably get about three quarters of an hour in of the overnight show now uh, i was probably watching with the uh, amazing Collins. Hotels last night. Have you ever seen? Do you want to go? Oh, What's right. that? Sorry, Ian. I was watching Amazing Hotels at Beyond the Lobby. I don't know if you've ever seen this show. It's um, Monica Galletti, and it's now with Rob Brinder. But they basically go and visit in a fantastic hotel, one of the world's great hotels, yeah. and they end up working there. It's quite fun, anyway. So they were. What doing sort of work do they do there? Do a bit kitchen of kitchen work, 
Oh, right. All sorts of work. Whatever is involved in running a big hotel, which is quite a lot, you'd be yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah, no. Anyway, the, uh, Rob Rinder was doing a guided walk in rough terrain in the Atlas Mountains. Mm. And everybody in the in the tour, everybody doing it, had walking poles. You know those walking poles? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I saw somebody in Chiswick last week walking down the street with them. So I said to the wife, why don't we get those? They might be good, because she has a bit of struggle with her walking, so I think this could be good for you. So I ordered them on the back of that You've ordered walking poles? Walking poles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they are they arrived? No, they're coming tomorrow, so I'll let you know on Wednesday are how you? we get on with our walking. But I can't see what difference they make. Have you got your own set? I bought a set, well, yeah. Well, I guess they, they work the arms. It's a bit like a cross yeah. trainer. That's the thing, because she doesn't really move her arms when she's walking, so that's what I think it might help. You, you end up walking a bit like Flash <laughs> Harry from the Centrinian's films, George Cole. That's yeah. one for the teenagers. Good, yeah. So as you walk, yeah, yeah. imagine in your head the music. But that's it. I think that gives you a bit of a... And it obviously keeps you stable. Yeah, doesn't it? Might be good. We'll see. Well, what sort of terrain do you walk on, though? I mean, if, if you're wandering around Lidl with a pair of walking poles, <laughs> yeah, that'll look well, a bit that's odd. Not ideal, is it? Yeah. Well, you okay. Know. Well, Andy, um, walking pole updates we expect on Wednesday <laughs> and quite possibly pictures. <laughs> Uh, John Harvey's popping in very shortly. He's a big sports fan and uh, Tottenham football fan. He has a new book. It's called A Fan for All Seasons A Journey Through Life and sports uh, fascinating read um mm. and uh, well he went on a something of a sporting odyssey for reasons that will become apparent when john pops into the studio and chats to us very shortly we are here with our very good friends at tool station get 20 percent off thousands of trade quality products in tool station's biggest ever summer sale the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, uh, John Harvey's book, A Fan for All Seasons, uh, is out today. It's a journey through life and sports. And we're delighted to say that John joins us in the studio. Good to see you, John. How you doing? It, it comes from a from a sort of sad place, this mm. book. It, it probably wouldn't have happened had your older brother, Dan, not passed away in 2015. And um, I sport, sport, love of sport and love of football, etc., was something that you two shared. So you went off on this odyssey, didn't you? That's right, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's amazing to have her first book out. But uh, just, as you say, it's the sort of saddest possible reason. But mm. Dan would have wanted nothing more than me to be in here chatting to you guys about football. He was the biggest Palace fan you could imagine. So, you know, apologies in advance to everyone else out there. But, uh, yeah, some people say I, in, I inherited a, a fate worse than death because I got his season ticket when he passed away. So <laughs> I found myself unexpectedly being a, um, a sort of a Palace fan by mistake for the 15-16 season, which was the one when they, like, it was with, with Pardew managing. Mm. And they sort of went up to the top four, down to relegation zone, and then in the middle of it got into the cup final. They had the, the dancing, the dancing. Uh, and yeah, and then yeah. obviously they, another another nearly. That's I mean it's an interesting because obviously I, you'll tell us the reason for doing this was it an escape from your grief was it because I suppose if you've taken on his season ticket mm. there's a constant reminder mm. is it's probably a constant reminder from everybody who sat around him at Sellers Park etc cetera, etc cetera. so. It must have been quite painful doing that at the same time. It was. It, I mean, I say in the book, you know, the, the idea of setting foot into Sellers Park without my brother just just didn't compute. So mm. being there and watching a season sort of with his eyes and for him was just you know, bizarre. But at the same time, I had to do it. I'm sure you guys would feel the same. Like you just, he poured like 25 years into being a season ticket holder and being a fan since like 1981 and Palace was everything to him. Mm. And so... It, someone had to do it, and yeah. So he fell on his on his little brother, and then the, the biggest question was what to do after that season because 
you know, he'd already paid for that season. So it was, yeah, had to be done really. But after that, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a Spurs fan for my sins. So mm. do I start being a Palace fan instead? Do I live his life? So that's when it, the idea struck me instead to basically do a sort of bucket list thing. And all the stuff that we, we the thing which marked out Dan and, and the two of us as brothers was we would watch anything any sport that's why this radio station is perfect <laughs> you name it i talk in the book whether it's you know tiddlywinks the 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 field gun competition in the royal tournament yeah. remember that <laughs> that Duke, was good sport oh, that wasn't was, it just yeah, yes. crazy you know kabaddi on fleet Channel air 4. arm yeah, oh, yeah. They they were was in it. i was fleet air arm fleet air arm till i die yeah exactly <laughs> dan, dan was devonport you know, oh, and, uh, i used and, uh, to go to that every year with my dad so we'd watch all of it and so the idea was could i cram in as much of the stuff that we'd love to have done together in a year mm. and see as many sports as I could. So hence trying to build the ultimate season ticket. And it took me on some, yeah, some unusual turns. There are constant reminders of him along the way. I mean, I suppose it's uh, you, you're kind of, in a sense, you're kind of looking for them. But you've you found these little and little moments where you kind of felt he was with you on this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, strange ones, like um, I went to the handball in Paris and... Uh, <laughs> By sheer fluke, I'm watching Denmark playing Argentina. Denmark win, so their name's on the board at the end in this sort of Paris arena. I didn't know that in Danish, Denmark is Danmark. Mm. So there's sort of Dan's name sort of up in lights. Or well, I went to the last ever night of Wimbledon Dogs you know, before they knocked the stadium down and watched a little video on YouTube afterwards. And the bloke said, you know, you've got to have a, got to have a flutter, haven't you? Just pick a, pick a, a dog that, that just that means something to you. And he looks down at the, uh, the runners and he goes, King Dan. That's a good one, isn't wow. it? Wow! Just these names just came. I mean, one of the. It, Did it, you back it? Uh, no, that was for a different race. So <laughs> I, right. I, would, I would have done. Yeah. Maybe the weirdest one was like, Dan being a Palace fan. I went to the American football. Uh, um, this was the first big thing I'd gone to mm. without him. It was at Wembley, you know, they did the NFL game. Yeah. And um, it was uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus Washington. So you like, you think, why on earth would they be doing this? But at half time, no, no, it was just at full time, and I was just sort of having a little moment, just thinking what Dan would have made of this, and they start playing Glad all over. In oh, Wembley. Wow. And it, just, it was yeah. one of those moments I thought, yeah, I am supposed to be here because yeah. it's just the mm. palace anthem ringing out. And so, yeah, it kept, kept popping up. Did it help? I suppose channeling your efforts and your energies into something like this, uh, you know, in itself would have helped, wouldn't it, get over it or start to process it anyway? Yeah, it's not, it's not so much getting over it because it, you know, no. it's always with you, but it's just, sure. it's, it's a coping mechanism, but then more than that, because I, I don't know about, I mean, obviously we're all going to be faced with grief in our lives mm. and bereavement and, for me, the thing, having a brother who was, had such a passion, I mean, he was also into comedy and music and politics, but sport was his big thing. And I thought, if I could continue to celebrate those things, you know, keep that little flame mm. burning, that it would somehow, and, and the fact that I'm talking to you about him right now, and the yeah. book exists, it does keep him present in, in a re- very real way. And, mm. and hopefully in the book, I've tried to sort of bring his sort of sense of humour to bear as well and just, just bring that little bit of his soul. So it, it never... It never leaves you that he's gone. No. And a lot of the book is sort of almost one-way conversations. You know, I'm, you just, I, I can't believe I'm not able to just text him now after this and say, mm. you never, you never just get been through. On, I've, I've just, just been, been on TalkSport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, seriously, that's what it feels like. But, but, but it is a way of channeling it. So rather than it just floating around in my head for the rest of my life. that, uh, and, and that's why I keep going to different sports. I mean, I've been to random things even after uh, the book came out. I, I was at the Lionesses winning the Euros, which is oh, amazing. Amazing. I, was at, I went to the World Chess Championship. This is in London a few years ago. I blagged my way in and pretended <laughs> to be a journalist. Just sat there. These were 500 quid seats. I mean, it was dull as ditch water. But it was yeah, amazing to be there. And you yeah. went to the Rubik's Cube uh, mm. tournament, the oh. World Championships. Now, that was something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That was in Paris. So it moves around every two years, like the World Athletics. Mm. And I had no idea that my mate's a professional mathematician, and he said, "Do you want to go to this thing?" Mm. I didn't know they do competitive cubing. Oh yeah, cubing is what they. Oh, the cubing. Sport, okay, sport right. Cubing. Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of is a sport because it's so athletic that they are the skills they need to do it. They can. They, I think someone's just broken the world record. Like three point one three seconds. Seems just impossible. So, you can yeah. see it on YouTube. It's amazing. Yeah, the fingers are just a blur. But it, more than that, they can do it thirty seconds blindfold. They can do it 30 seconds with one hand. I think they can do it like under a minute with their feet. I mean, it's insane. And uh, what happened, I went along, not just, you're, normally it's like a mm. you know, solo tournament. <clears throat> but this, th- for the first time, they did a World Cup. So it was nation versus nation. It was like the Uruguay 1930 of the, right. the, the nerd world. <laughs> and there I was. It was great. The atmosphere was like, there was almost like terracing on one side, all these chanting Are going there people on. in the crowd with you? Rubik's Cubes doing it while the others... Totally. It was like... Really? You, you remember the Vuvuzelas at, yeah. uh, at South Africa <clears throat> World Cup? All those, it was like that, in this sort of constant rattle slate, <laughs> clack, clacking. Yeah. yeah, it was like that the entire time. It was amazing. To start with, you're a bit like weirded out by it, but yeah. pretty soon it becomes... Yeah, it's, 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 it, I'd recommend it madly. Is there a sport you've got... You kind of got into through doing this? You thought, is there one you've gone back to through this sort of odyssey? Yeah, there's a few. So, there's a couple... So, obviously, Rubik's Cubing was a new one, I'll yeah. be honest with you. But um, I, I got into, even more than I had before, um, handball, which is a weird one. Yeah. Because I went to it at the Olympics in 2012, just on a weird. So one. did I went to a game, yeah. And I, oh, I, I always sort of... Yeah, I thought I enjoyed that. I'd watch this again, but of course I haven't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, get yourself into down to Europe. I, I looked it up. It's Paris, nine euros a pop, and I got two games. Hmm. And it's a bit like, if you don't know what you're watching, it's a bit like Quidditch, you know. You're Isn't like, it like squash without a racket? It's more like no. it's like water polo yeah. with the pool, on, with with no water. Water polo on land. Yeah, a smaller ball and okay. uh, it's a huge in Eastern Europe. It's massive there in Scandinavia. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, a proper handball. Yeah. yeah, and and oh, it's big all around the world. Like Argentina, hmm. take it seriously. Like yeah. we're weirdly we're a bit of an outlier that we don't have a team and um it's a uh, it, it was massive so that was fun i've always a- wanted to go and sit in the crown just shout handball <laughs> <laughs> put your arm up in yeah that was good i mean all of them were amazing i mean great going back to greyhound racing was fun you know i mean yeah I'm, you can barely see it now can you it's all the, no there's all the- very few places yeah. left yeah which is a great shame well there's the greyhound channel Oh, I mean, I mean, in in the flesh. Oh yeah, no, there are very no few. Certainly, anywhere, most of most of the London tracks have closed down, haven't they? There's yeah. hardly any left at all. So, um, I'm being, Alex is shouting. One in my ear. This one. Where have we got? Romford. Romford exists. Ah. Apparently, if you want a dog's fix, uh, John, it was always a good get night yourself out down to Romford. It is a good night yeah. out the dogs. Yes, I, I'm totally with you, Andy. White City used to be able to go and have a meal and watch the thing. Yeah, bang, that's fun. like the same at Wimbledon. Yeah. They used to have a big restaurant near the big windows yeah. so you could, yeah, enjoy it. And I was, uh, yeah, I mean, that was Dan's favourite thing to do for his birthday, was go and have a, oh, really? go and have a meal and lose some money, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. So it must be lovely to have actually physically have the book in your hands and finished, and then it's as you said, the kind of a living legacy for for him in his memory, isn't it? Lovely. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a journey because I mean, so he he died eight years ago. Now. Mm. Uh, I was so crazy even saying that because it feels like a year. And so from that, it was never intended to be a book. I, I didn't know anything any of this was going to happen. And so it's been an accidental odyssey I've been on. But to be able to put it into words and and hopefully, you know, for me as a fan of all sports, you know, draw links between you know, I never realised that sport came from ancient Greece and that it was all to do with funerals and that weirdly you can therefore draw a link between, you know, basically the Iliad and some snooker player doing trick shots with John Verga. But actually, just all sport comes from this one place, really, oh. a long, long time ago. So I sort of was drawing as many links as I could. And so it opened my eyes and, you know, 
it, it means that when a new football season is about to start, as it is, every time I, I look at it with sort of fresher eyes, even though I'm a Spurs fan, yeah, it, it creates that optimism because it's it, that it's, it's that sense of renewal, isn't it? That particularly mm. when you've been bereaved, that it's that optimism you can't beat. We're all going to have that this weekend, aren't we? That sense that anything could happen oh, yeah. over oh, the next yeah. nine months. And, and well, so you were it, saying you used to read 90 Minutes back in the day and yeah. uh, all football magazines for the first month of the season, the weekly mags, Shoot, Match, Us, etc., would sell incredibly well for the mm. first month. And then all that optimism would fade. You'd know within that first three or four games there was oh, yeah. nothing down for you. When, and then you suddenly, I mean, you know, it'd be it's steady, but you'd see that initial euphoria sort of tail off in yeah. terms of sales of the magazines. So. Well, we, I don't know about you, I'm, there's always two, it happens twice. You get those first few games and you sort of know where you think, oh, it's happening again. And there's that, <laughs> there's that international break. And you go, maybe it was a full start. <laughs> maybe they're all going to come back and it's all a transfer window sorted. And, and suddenly, and of course, it doesn't change, does it? No, that's so, true. Um, yeah. Where do you feel? Uh, Kane, uh, sell him for 100 million if they get it or keep him? What do you think, John, your team? My my feeling on it is it's now got to the point where if you sell him, where are the goals coming from? Mm. Because it, 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 they should have sold him at the start of the window if they were going to sell him. And it's this classic... You know, Daniel Levy, leave it till the last minute thing. And hey, he's scoring goals, isn't he? Well, so four yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So if he can, if he can make a partnership with Madison and Kulusevski and Sonner on on form, if only we could defend. Yeah, well, that, right. well, hopefully the they're addressing that. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got one in, maybe another one from what Postacoglu said. So, uh, well, John, we wish you well with the book. It is you had your launch today, did you? Is that uh, right? it was Thursday? Oh right, okay. So it's just come out. So this is the first sort of Monday where the book's out, and it's uh, yeah. brilliant. And uh, it yeah. is uh, available now, and uh, I have. Uh, it's a yellow jersey press. Is that right? That's right. Yes, it's a bit of uh, penguin. Um, so uh, yeah, fantastic. It's a, they specialise in sports books, and uh, hopefully, yeah, this is going to be something for people for Christmas. Maybe excellent. Good. John Harvey's book, a fan for all seasons, journey through life and sport. I'm sure it will touch a lot of people, and uh, and they will, they will recognise that as well. As everybody's John said, everybody has to deal with grief at some time in their life. So uh, go and check it out. Fan for all seasons, John Harvey. Good to see you. Thank you very much Thanks for coming so in. Yeah, lovely to see you. Paul Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We're going to talk a bit of boxing. I'm going to have a chat with Michael from the Wrexham band, the Declan Swans. Um, I think they were flown over to the States recently as part mm. of the second series of the documentary. But yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire back in the league at the weekend. Got gubbed, really, didn't they? By Andrew Yes, of course. There's a bit of, bit of Schadenfreude going on about, around Wrexham, but we'll see what Michael made of the performance very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'll reconvene with Charlie tomorrow. Um, Andy will be back on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us then. But for now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.